Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Uh, it's a Friday, so let's talk gaming. Yeah, let's talk gaming because that's probably what I'm going to do all weekend long. <laughs> but Flash Friday it is. Uh, Flash Friday indeed. Because on the line with us um, is the CEO of a team that's been making so many strides in the world of esports. They've, they've really got a lot of media attention. And even on the business front, they just keep making deals after deals after deals. So on the line with us, all the way from Taiwan is the CEO of Team Flash, Mark Chu. Uh, Mark, how are you? Hi, good morning uh, to the both of you. I'm good. Um, uh, been a busy, hectic couple of weeks. Been traveling quite a bit, so I'm currently in Taiwan. Mark, excellent to have you with us. And Elliot already touched on it, partnership after partnership, strides after strides. The latest one has been an announcement of a partnership with a Vietnamese football club, Haiphong FC. Tell us more about this memorandum of understanding. Yeah, um, I think uh, what I think it started off with, you know, um, personally on a personal front is that I've been working in the sports industry uh, itself for the last close to 15 years. And I you know, and this partnership came along because one of our good friends from Vietnam, uh, is worked very closely with Hai Fong. So, you know, and I think what that a lot of football clubs are looking off is how to actually attract the younger generation. So, you know, and then they came to me and then they said, hey, okay, you know, you are one of the top football teams in Vietnam and we are the top team in actually in Vietnam. So let's see how we could um, work together. So this um, MOU is just to kickstart our partnership and actually there's a lot of uh, opportunities and projects that we're really looking at. Mark, you talked about the younger population. What's your sensing on the ground in terms of what does the younger Vietnamese population have to offer in the esports industry? I think it's, um, you know, actually we're saying quite a substantial number. I would say above close to 60% of the population in Vietnam wow. is to be below 30. So, so actually, you know, there's a sizable population, uh, very uh, energetic you know, uh, population, uh, younger generation over there. And actually, not many people know, but there are a lot of tech, the tech industry is really, really strong in Vietnam. So if you look at Vietnam itself, you know, the last six, seven years, um, there have been quite a fair bit of the forefront of a lot of esports games and titles, like, example, League of Legends, Arena of Valor as well. So um, if you watch a game called Arena of Valor, which I've seen is a world champion in 2019, right. Uh, sometimes during the, the big games, we have half a million people watching us on, on a half a million views on YouTube itself. So, you know, the, the, that's what the younger generation are looking at. And just to share an example, um, people in our office below 30 years old, you know, I have close to 45 staff in Vietnam and almost 70% is below 30. And if you ask any of them, do you watch football? To be frank, not many do. But it, do they watch games? All of them are into games, into you know uh, playing games. So this is what they are really look, doing and looking at. Wow, that's very interesting insight, Mark. Thank you for that. I want to zoom in on something you said a bit earlier in terms of this MOU being just the start, but you see so many opportunities for growth. What are some of those opportunities you've identified, and where can we see this partnership leading to? Um, I think, you know, being a football club, I think usually uh, definitely a little bit more traditional, right? I think so. How do we really get, you know, the fans, you know, really on the new fans to come in? So the first, of course, is to look at a, 
a football game title, like you know, as as we spoke in the earlier podcast, you know, we have a FIFA team in Singapore, mm. which has been doing very well. Um, but what we are looking at is actually um, Vietnam is playing a different game. It's actually called um, FIFA Online Four, which is going to be changed into um, EA Online Four. So um, you know, we are looking to form a potentially a um, uh, EA Online football team with Haiphong FC for the next season starting potentially at the end of the year or early next year. And also, you know, being the new the football um, league starting in October where the Vietnam League is actually transitioning to a European calendar style, you know, we may actually have um, some key initiatives like having some of their high-form younger fans mm. to really interact with some of our esports players like our AOV team and potentially our League of Legends team. So the key initiatives like that is also to drive the younger fans to actually go and you know watch the football game as well. Wow, okay, so it goes both ways. And, and that touches on the seventh partnership uh, that you've just uh, signed, Mark. But can we do a bit of a report card? What are some of the highlights of the previous six? How have those previous six benefited Team Flash? Mm, I think it really brought us in the mainstream, right? I think mm. one of the key partnerships we did in Vietnam was with, with VietJet. And, you know, and really with Vietjet itself, you know, it get, gives a lot of traction to, Vietnam, um, to, to, the, to the airline, to our partner. Uh, but that partnership has actually stopped um, during COVID because of obvious reasons. But I think with that as well, you know, a lot of non-endemic brands are really looking to how to grow their, you know, image and their branding to especially this generation and this younger audience. So what we have learned as well is, you know, how do we, bring in, you know, brand recognition to some of these more established brands to the younger audience. That's one of the key things where they have always been looking at. Wow, that's interesting, Mark. Now you've signed deal number seven, but are you on the hunt for much more? And if any potential list, uh, investors are listening in, what do you look out for when you try and identify partnerships? I think the, the, to look at partnerships, I think the main thing that we look at is how do we bring in, and I'm a very big fan of how sports and esports can come together. And as you know, that sports, um, the, uh, the sponsorship um, runway and all even the recognition has been very strong. So how do we merge both of them together? So I think um, we are hoping to announce a couple more similar kinds of um, partnerships coming up. So we'll be pretty excited. Um, I can't share yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the end, we feel that this ecosystem of sports and esports will eventually um, you know, come together. So really excited to see those potential opportunities. So looking forward to reach out to more partners, more brands and more investors. You know, I, I love talking to Mark every time because it always touches on the business side of sports and esports in particular that's coming up. I have a curious question, Mark. I know you're very close to uh, the the team that you've built, the youth that you bring in. Do any of them ever get curious about how Mr. Mark Chu handles these deals? Do any of them get curious about how or when, or what route they can take to enter the business side of sports? Is, is this sort of mentorship available, Mark? <laughs> no, I think to be frank, it's, it's quite similar, right? I think, as, uh, you know, we all have been in the sports industry for a long time, you know, and, and I think the first question that a lot of parents ask is, do, if my kids go into playing esports, do they have a career ahead of mm, them? Mm. And I think 
you know, just to share, like, I think, you know, when I was doing mass comm 30 years ago, right, um, you know, and when I wanted to do sports, people asked me, are you sure sports? You know, is that a real industry to be in? Mm. You know, but fast forward 30 years later, right, we have Nanyang Tuoli having a sports um, courses, NTU having sports courses, and sports is an established industry, right? And I think for esports, I think what we did last year is, you know, even we did an education camp with um, Gen G in Singapore, where some of our professional players actually came. Mm. And I think they all actually came back to me and said, um, you know, Mark, thank you so much, because some of these kids have been playing games since 17 years old. To maybe to, yeah, some of, some of them are my established players who are now 24, 25. Mm. And they're telling me now they have seen a possible career of what they can do after playing, right, after ending their pro career. So I think that's very, very important, you know, that we need to show a, a, a lifespan for these players who will retire when they finish playing and this is just the start. What can they do? They can either become streamers, whether they can become editors, they become backroom staff, they become casters, commentators, so on and so forth. So there's so much opportunities. Mm. And I think, you know, it's, it's just going to be really, really exciting uh, path ahead for all these uh, players of people from this industry. I mean, I ask because I'm curious if I can sign up for such a mentorship. <laughs> I want to be the next Mark Chu when I grow up. You know, hey, It's so inspiring. <laughs> big shoes to fill. On the, on the topic of being the next Mark Chu, Mark, just to wrap up our conversation, you've given us the report card of how the partnerships have worked out. I'm keen to find out what's in the future for Team Flash. Is there any Saudi football partnership, perhaps? <laughs> um... I don't know whether, you know, we can afford, like, you know, Neymar. On FIFA, you can. But I think definitely, yeah, I think, you know, um, definitely, you know, I think the esports industry in, in, in Riyadh or even in Saudi is growing tremendously. There was a big uh, month-long um, event called uh, Gamers 8 that just, I would say, just ended. And, and they are really putting a lot of resources and I would say, you know, in you know, revenue or really into this industry as well. We just seen actually football, but even on esports behind, there's so much things going on in in in, in, in Middle East. So I think there's an opportunity, mm. an exciting um, prospect over there. And actually, just to share, actually, sports has grown that much within the last 40, 50 years. But what esports has grown is actually grown in the similar when you in similar scale in maybe only a five, six, six years because this industry is always growing way, way, way too fast and too quick. So, yeah, not surprised. I think it's Middle East is as where a lot of people are looking at, but I think importantly is to get, you know, the pathway right, the whole ecosystem right, and to make sure the business runs run, run perfectly well. Wow, this is brilliant, and, and I love the perspective that you bring. We've been speaking with the CEO of Team Flash, Mark Chu. Mark, as always, appreciate your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.